Welcome to Beer Life. My name is Jordan Foss, and on today's episode, I have Leah Hennigan of Vancouver Craft Beer Week. Uh, Leah and I are going to talk about BCBW and everything that goes into organizing a massive event. Uh, we're going to talk about how it's changed over the 10 years and how it all got started. Uh, we're also going to talk about how much it actually costs to run an event of that magnitude and how come breweries keep getting kicked out of the festival. So here we go with episode 9 of Beer Life. So we'll get right into it. VCBW is now over. Well, mm. it's just now over when we're recording this this show. Can you talk to me about how you got involved with VCBW, where it started? Because um, it was your 10-year anniversary this year. It was. That's very true. And were you there from day one? Mm-hmm. So what from did, the get-go. What did you just think? Should we just need a festival? Let's do this? Or how did it come about? Well, there was like, uh, we referred to it as a soccer team of people sitting around a table at the Alibi having beer and brunch. And uh, talking about the beer scene in on the west coast of the states mostly, and yeah. about what was in the works up here and what was potentially on the horizon, and um, that's kind of how Beer Week was born. There's a couple of people that they were looking for a certain group, I think, and they sort of found me and Chris and Paul and everybody else who was sitting around that table yeah. and brought us all together to get this thing happening. So the initial concept was that it was just a beer week. It wasn't necessarily a, a like a, a two-day or one-day beer festival, mm-hmm. but more of a week in Vancouver celebrating beer. Yeah, exactly. Because there was some beer weeks happening in the States. There wasn't any in Canada yet, so we were the first one up here. Yeah. But there was, I think, Portland and San Francisco and Seattle and whatnot. So uh, we kind of thought it could be fun to bring something like that up here, celebrate what was going on in our little baby beer scene back then. Mm -hmm. Because that would have been... 2009, right? Yeah, when we had our first meeting. It and was, and did you, who would have been around in those days? I mean, there would have been James at Storm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a bunch of the guys on the island. Yep. And who like, else would have been there? Well, like Granville Island, of course. Right? Yeah. Um, it's funny. Now, was Granville Island owned by Molson at that point? That's they what I was trying to remember. I think they might have just been purchased right about then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, pretty quiet. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realized that. I mean, I know I didn't realize that for a few years a afterwards. People, a lot of people still don't realize that. <laughs> no, that's true. very true, yeah. I yeah. know yeah. people are kind of shocked sometimes when they see that GI is not at our festival yeah. because they don't understand why because it's a craft brewery. But yeah. then we don't have anyone who's owned by the big guys, right? So right. Yeah, fair enough. I guess not. Yeah. Um, so first year, just a bunch of satellite events at, um, at different locations. Where, where, where was it at? I think our very first event was at the Alibi. We yeah. had our kickoff there with the first Hoppa. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our festival, which was also the BC Beer Awards at that time, oh, yeah. was at Heritage Hall. So there was like 100 people and 15 breweries or something. Cool. Crazy. Yeah. And they all won a lot of awards because there was no competition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet you there right? was way less categories, though. I always still I still feel like there isn't there a best bitter category it probably was (laughs) I still feel like there's a there's not a lot of categories of the BC Beer Awards yeah I guess because I think there's only 30 and like you look at like though you go to the World Beer Cup and there's like hundreds yeah Mm. and you're sitting there all night just you know (laughs) waiting having a great time yeah it's good but I know also too like all the categories end up getting lumped together right because they're all very different so you've got the awards um, and then after week one over do you guys just sit down and say wow this didn't work or did you say wow this has got legs we need to like actually formally figure out what the hell we're going to do i think uh, there was a little bit of this this has legs um 
when we started talking about bringing in some American breweries for the festival right. the following year, and uh, what do you call it when something's seven times bigger, septupling the I size I think of that's the? Correct. Yeah. I guess it was actually 14 tuppling. Oh, wow. Yeah. No one's going <laughs> to call us out on it. <laughs> we went from uh, one day at Heritage Hall to two days at the Beatty Street Armory. Yeah. And oh, that yeah. year we had one day that was American and one day that was BC. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So things were pretty different Remember, back then. Remember, I, volu- I think I volunteered yeah. at that one. I was, I was an early VCBW volunteer. You were an early adopter? Yeah. Oh, oh. So you were there when I had absolutely no idea what I was ah, doing? You, you seemed like you knew what you were doing. <laughs> You've got a confidence about you, which is, oh, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, That's there my you life. go. Yeah. I guess it's worked out. <laughs> In 2009, I was living in Port Moody, mm-hmm. complaining that there was nothing to do there because yeah. there was no breweries oh. yet on Brewers Row. It was, all, it was all happening in, in Vancouver. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. And we moved and moved to New West in 2010, and then uh, and You've then been it all out in New West since 2010. Well, so I've I was born and raised in New West. Oh. Yeah, so I'm from here originally. And then um, when my wife and I got married, and she's also from New West, uh, which is a very common New West story. I would imagine. Yeah, Maybe. which is super fucking weird, but it's great. <laughs> it's kind of the charm of the city that we, you know, that New West is like, it's like a small town. Yeah. It's just not that far away from the other, big city. Other yeah. towns. <laughs> from the big smoke, as I like to call it. And Kevin <laughs> always cracks me on. Yeah, we've gone over the this. Smoke. Yeah. yeah. Big so, yeah, no, I'm from New West originally. And then when we got, when Alyssa and I got married, we're like, we don't want to be those people that never leave New Westminster. So we were looking at buying a condo in 2006. And then, you know how, like, you kind of wish you did something. We were looking in Gastown and they had these cool, like, studio lofts. Mm-hmm. And, um, just on like on Alexander and uh, we're like we could afford one of these because in 2000 and I guess it would have been 2005 we were looking in 2005 you could they were probably free back then yeah well yeah I think there were a couple hundred grand (laughs) and um, and then we settled on uh, like we weren't really downtown people anyways I wanted to be near an ocean that was why like why I wanted to go to Vancouver and um, I was working in Coquitlam at the time and my wife was actually going to BCIT so we're like well let's move to Port Moody there were all these new like developments Mm. and it was near the ocean it kind of checked all the boxes and uh so we left and bought a condo there instead which still gained value but like not at the same rate as yeah for sure and uh not that there were no and there were no breweries there there were no breweries there it was really really boring um i was in great shape because it was uh (laughs) because there's lots of running to do there and i was in excellent shape and then uh and then we moved here and opened this place yeah so um i have no idea where we were going before that uh i don't know we lost track i think we were talking about the beer awards and oh the septupling or 14 tupling so in in year two <laughs> yeah. In year two, more, yeah. more people come. And is BC Beer Awards still paired up with it at the same point in time? Uh, it was back then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then is it all just a blur from then until now? A or? little bit. I mean, like, there was a few years where we really doubled in size. And we had to keep finding new locations for the festival that would actually fit the amount of people that we wanted to have, which is why we moved to a different location for the first five years until we landed at the PE. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the PE, you can expand and expand and expand. Right. Is it the biggest one it's ever been this year? Uh, it, it, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we had, a bit, we had a bit of shrinkage this year. Okay. And is that just, um, <laughs> from quality of breweries out there that you wanted to have to the fest or is it just, there wasn't as many breweries applied to come? Oh, no, or was like we had the same amount of breweries. Oh, you just, just tightened it up. The attendance was down a little bit. Oh, okay. Fair enough. We yeah. had, uh, we were up against, um, 
Italian days on the Sunday and yeah. you know there's so many beer events going on it is really a little it's well, a little tough right now I wanted to ask about that because I, I feel like there obviously are a lot of events we actually Kevin and I just went through this the other day because Kevin d- does all the events for us mm-hmm. and kind of going through the list and be like okay which ones are we going to do next year and which ones aren't we right yeah. and there's always like you know we we're like okay well we're doing VCBW we're doing Great Canadian Beer Festival in Victoria we're doing Farmhouse Festa they keep inviting us and you know there's a few others right but yeah. it it gets um, and if it gets tough on us, I feel like the that like the craft beer scene in BC still is growing to to go for yeah. like from a consumer point of view, and um, I think VCBW probably speaks to the widest audience. But I I often wonder if like people are starting to get to like peak festival and they're like, well. Yeah, it's literally what we talked about because people talk about peak beer all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think we might be at peak beer event. Yeah, Because right. there's so many people that are, you know, doing a one-off event or, you yeah. know, like, I don't know. There's new festivals coming around. Well, and it's like so, every, so much stuff. everyone that organizes a fundraiser or a charity, it becomes, yeah. it's like, oh, well, let's just make it a beer festival. And, yeah, exactly. You know, so there are, there are it, it, but it is funny, like we said, when we went through that list, uh, we're almost reverting back to sort of the, the OG yeah. events, right? Of going, okay, those ones are still kind of the, the core um, I don't want to say most important because, I mean, other events have importance as well. I think they all speak to different audiences, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh, don't worry. It's just people upstairs. We're recording in the tasting room and it's uh, there's uh, people working on the mezzanine. It's not the ghost. It's part of the charm no. of uh, recording this in the brewery. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you guys going to change how you approach it next year, do you think? Or are you still just going to run with the two-day and just, just go for it anyways and, and market more? Or, or what do you think you're going to... It's a good. It's a good question. We have our postmortem July sixth yeah. and seventh. I'll yeah. have some more answers for you after that happens. Yeah. You know, we do change things a little bit every year. Like we uh, changed from having a signature event every night, like one big sort of big ticket event, um, and just and pushing it back on the brewery tasting rooms and to the venues in the city to sort of promote things, kind of like. Uh, you know, the group of the four of us, me, Paul, Chris, and Tyler, all went down to the Great American Beer Festival to see right. what happens down in Denver, right? Yeah. Um, and seeing the whole city down there that was like, welcome GABF. Yeah. You know, everybody was kind of celebrating it. And that's right. what we wanted to see more of with VCBW up here. I think it takes time, too, right? Like, for that mm-hmm. to actually take hold. Like, because this was the first year where, you know, we could list our own personal events within the city, right? It was the second year, Jordan. Shit. If only people would read their emails. That's a Kevin problem. Read, that's Kevin's <laughs> job. I read the emails. <laughs> I but do. I also do think that it takes time for like young breweries uh, and I still think that we are young even though mm-hmm. yeah. in the industry I mean, I, they yeah, will call sure. us veterans now which well is I mean silly. the industry is young still yeah. you know yeah. I mean but it does take time for people to be like for at least for us maybe I'm maybe it's just our brewery's problem but to be organized enough where we're I like, think that's everybody's problem we're like oh yeah VCBW is <laughs> coming up we should organize some events around this well, and mm-hmm. it, what else it, can we do it, it falls into that same thing we were talking about of just how many events there are because especially when we sort of hit this time of year it feels like you know it's festival season so all of a mm-hmm. sudden you know you're you're kind of oh shit we got to get ourselves you know get the ducks in a row and and you know sometimes that comes up quick so well i think we're all a little bit guilty of sort of last mineing stuff sometimes too right when you think you've got so much time and then all of a sudden you're like oh right yeah it's tomorrow yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think that i mean you talk about maybe peak festival but also that now that we all have these tap rooms and people can come and have our beer here, mm-hmm. do you think that we're also contributing to maybe uh, uh, the problem where, you know, people that are into craft beer, a lot of times when they go to VCBW or some of these festivals, it was the only time they get to try the, those yeah, breweries, yeah. right? But now I feel like 
you know, the, the way that craft beer has taken off, it's almost a detriment to that, to that kind of festival yeah. atmosphere because people are like, well, if they want steel and oak, they'll come here on, on a weekend or something like that. Right. And, um, and so I wonder if, you know, when you're signing up for VCBW for a ticket, you're like, well, I've had a, a lot of these breweries already because you're already so into it. Um, yeah. But on the flip side, I will say like the, and I was talking to, to Chris about this when we recorded his episode that the p is a great location for it. Like, yeah. I don't think there's another festival. Maybe Farmhouse Fest has obviously got a great location where mm-hmm. you feel like it's a proper festival. You're not just on a field or in, in and, um, and the Peony fairgrounds are great for that. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's gorgeous out there. And like, just, I found it interesting this year just to go back to the sort of the, the topic of drinking beer at tasting rooms versus festivals like I found this year that a lot of the breweries brought some more interesting stuff the past couple of years people just kind of brought out their heavy hitter regular beers which I think you know that part of it contributes to people not necessarily coming out if the breweries aren't bringing anything that's sort of new and special and you know so that that was nice to see some some really interesting beers coming back we launched well it doesn't it comes out today today the beer that we're pouring the day that we're recording they're recording this yes Um, (laughs) but but yeah and then that was kind of like we that's what we wanted to do was mm-hmm. to, to have something exciting and use use that festival that we know attracts a lot of people as that sort of jumping off yeah. point for yeah. for a brand new beer for us so. and it was definitely our most consumed beer was at, it not at the festival for yeah. sure yeah and we've always kind of had this rule where we like you know for for vcbw and a few of the other larger ones that like one flagship one yeah. seasonal and then one new right and sure. and to try and hit all those marks but I, I will say like we've been invited to some festivals that i won't name that that literally say like we don't want your cool new beer because it normally costs more right right to buy right. the keg yeah and so um you know, which is, it's just too bad. It's going to be, a, they're like, you know, we'd love to try your, your, your new whatever, but mm-hmm. can you please just bring the standards because we are on a budget, right? Well, I mean, honestly, like part of that, it's interesting, like the, the liquor licensing laws, right? Like yeah. with a special event, no matter how much a product costs or how high the alcohol is, you're still supposed to charge the same and pour the same amount. Really? Yeah. Like that's why we put in a, an ABV cap at the festival. Because, oh, I didn't know you did. Yeah. Yeah. Like 8% is generally where we sort of cut it off. We'll let it one or two in here and there, like 8.1. Yeah. But I mean... Otherwise, you know, twin sales a, wouldn't be able to go, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> having a 12% beer or something, you know, at an event like ours isn't really... No. Yeah. Required. No. But no. also, like, you know, if I was going to have a 12% beer there, it's obviously going to cost a lot more money, but I would want to pour a little bit less right. of it so people aren't just standing there and having more and more of this 12% beer right. yeah. in yeah. the sunshine. There's definitely you a know? few of those people that would do Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen them at the festival before, <laughs> and they're, they're part of the reason why we did that. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, fair. What would you say is the biggest the biggest change that you've seen in VCBW over the, the 10 years outside of just attendance. The size is the demographic for sure. Yeah. How's it was it funny. Like we, uh, so I don't know if you guys saw this little video that we filmed for the 10th anniversary yeah. of us sort of sitting in the alibi room, but uh, we pulled out our first business plan and it oh, really? was like the demographic is 90% male and 10% female. Mm-hmm. And now oh, wow. we look around and it's like 49, 51 kind yeah. of thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's almost a dead heat. It's pretty, uh, yeah. it's pretty good. Which That's is for sure the biggest yeah, change. Yeah, which is great. Like we notice it in the tasting room too. Yeah, and um, you know that we're definitely fifty fifty here. I know Josh at Fieldhouse was saying that he skews more towards women than mm-hmm. than men, and so it's cool to see that it's uh, you know that it's a definitely more of a very demographic. I remember I, a couple years ago we were up in the Secret Garden, and um, 
a lady that my mom used to work with who's retired was there with her daughter right and mm. so and I mean she was in her you know at least in her 60s right and so it's cool to see that there's you know that there isn't this like you know tight group of you know 30 to 50 year old men that just want to come and, and yeah. drink all day right so which is which is great um and so with the festival being where it's at today mm. do you think you could have envisioned that from year one or did you guys not just you guys were just going to throw it together like <laughs> year one it was a super labor of love i think i was i got 75 dollars hey there you go. Which we were all impressed that we actually made some <laughs> made money. Made some money, yeah, yeah, no shit, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think when it got to the point where it was like either, you know, having a conversation with the guys where it was like, okay, either I'm out because I can't do a full-time day job and do this festival because it was growing so much and it was taking up so much of my life. Like I was yeah. getting up at 3.34 in the morning to send a bunch of emails out yeah. before I went to work and then I'd get home and I'd be working until like 11 o'clock at night kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it was insane. So... Yeah, when I got to the point where I actually got to quit my day job, giddy up. That, that was, was it. Yeah, that yeah. was the sort of eyes open. Because yeah. it was for sure just a labor of love in the beginning. And when it started getting as, getting as much traction as it did, it was yeah. really a game changer for sure. So there wasn't a point where in through the 10 years where you were like, we're not making enough money at this. Fuck it. We should just. Well, I mean, every year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, but we keep doing it. Yeah. Welcome to the industry, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. It is always a labor of love. Um, yeah. What is the hardest thing about running? An event. Well, I mean, in Vancouver, everybody is so last minute, so you just don't know if people are going to show up. Yeah. Right? So I think sort of pushing that stress down and pouring a bunch of beer on it is kind of the only way to manage that. But that's yeah. always the hardest thing. Like, you know, we do probably 75% of our ticket sales the week of. Oh, fuck, that's right? stressful. Yeah, it's so it's like, you know, you're putting out in the neighborhood of three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars to put on this event. Yeah. And you're like... Can we, yeah. can we cover our costs? Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's just, it's really frightening. That is. Holy shit. I didn't realize that, 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 uh, yeah, but that's people have no idea how much it costs to put on events well, yeah. either, no, right? People don't. They like, yeah. The no fact idea. that my tent bill was over $30,000 and fencing yeah. is, you know, 25 grand and, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. like adds up so fast. The tent yeah. I knew because we looked at renting one of those marquee tents once. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And uh, my assumption is that like it, being able to do two days mm -hmm. makes it a lot better. Well, I mean, like, it costs the same. Yeah. Right? right. I mean, there's, there's, you know, obviously the cost of security and an extra day of venue rental, yeah. et cetera. But for the most part, it just, it makes more sense to do it over two days. Cause then you can sort of, yeah, you feel like your, your money's going a bit further somehow. Yeah. And as a, as a, industry person the, the Sunday is lovely because I know I uh, always say if I was going to go I'd yeah, go on the Sunday I definitely I, I, I've, I've started tipping off a few not not too, not many, too many not too many a few people <laughs> I know that I just say a little like a little insider mm -hmm. is uh, go the Sunday if you yeah if you pro can. tip yeah <laughs> so I always hear leading up to VCW you guys do a really good job of um, like I hear you on the radio I hear you know I get Facebook uh, ads or, or sponsor posts or whatever mm -hmm. what do you guys do kind of what's your marketing plan leading up to that uh it kind of varies every year this yeah. year we went a bit more uh social media heavy yeah we were doing a lot of print stuff in the past um 
we got a grant from Destination BC oh, nice. um, for the past couple of years as well, which has kind of helped us to amp up the whole marketing side of things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's, you know, it's social media, it's beer. Yeah. It's more than anything else. That's just like how to get the, how to get the word out there. And as much as we love print media, it's difficult these days, right? The reach mm-hmm. just isn't there as much. No, it's yeah. not. But I mean, a lot of the print that you're buying comes with digital ads anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and so with your team mm. that there's four of you basically, I mean, I know there's a huge team that actually helps put on the event, but there's four of you that are kind of organizing the yeah, actual Yeah, so like can... I'm the only one that works on it full time right. year round basically. And then Paul yeah. and Tyler will work a day here and there. And yeah. Chris will do some consulting for us when we need him to yeah. come in and be like, we need fresh ideas. Chris, help. <laughs> You're like, that's good. I've been living the island life, so yeah. I got lots. Yeah. Um, so what do you do for the rest of the year then? Oh, nothing. No, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I do a bunch of other events um, with VCBW and sort of consulting on my own stuff. Yeah, so you do, they are split. So some events yeah. you'll do just as you and others yeah. will be part of the VCBW. Exactly, but they're all beer, which yeah, is, you yeah. know, I guess I've developed a little bit of a niche for myself. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like with VCBW, we do uh, Beer Wars is one of the big ones, okay, right? Yeah. Right before right. VCBW. Um we're doing, we work with a mural festival, so we do two events yeah. with them. We've got Strathcona Street Party and the big mural fest in August. Right. Do we sign up for that? We're on one of those two things. I think you guys are... Uh, Secondly in August. August. Yeah, August. Yeah, because yeah. there's certain things that like we get a lot invited to. Obviously, there's a lot of festivals and events and things that get sent to our inbox. Yeah, yeah. But I remember I got that one right away, and I was like, send, I sent it to you, Kevin. I was you, like, we yeah. need to do this because it sounds yeah. awesome. It's super yeah. fun. Like yeah. that, that beer garden itself has grown so much. It's crazy. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's yeah, and it's that, like, and that one is, and where that one's not the Strathcona Street Party one. No, right? no, this That's, one's yeah. in Mount Pleasant. It's right. uh, sort of between Maine and Ontario, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. you got Mural Fest, and then you roll into. Uh, well, I'm doing another one, Pumpkin Drublick. So I'm doing the oh, craft oh, right, beer garden yeah. for that this year as well, which is pretty fun. Um, and then I help out with Aprons for Gloves, right? Yeah. And the Craft Brewers Conference. Right, and, and maybe we'll bring back Beer Can Derby this year. Who can oh, say? That was oh, right. Mm-hmm. I built one of those for one. Were one you year. with us? Or? No, I was with my. I, I remember there was a team that got aggressively competitive. I, uh, I, I heard about that. Yeah, but I, I didn't really see it. I mean, I know my my car was, was not very good. But I don't think ours was either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it looked kind of cool. Funny because Eric's a mechanical engineer. Yeah, is an engineer, so you think he would know how to build something yeah, like. But that. that one was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, and that's just like one of those like industry ones when that everyone yeah, just, exactly. from the industry just hangs out together and. Yeah. Hey, drinks beer and races yep. cars. So yeah. when do you actually, like, when is the official kickoff for you to start working on VCBW? Uh, like, last week. Oh, really, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're already booked, rebooked <laughs> the venue, you're doing all that stuff that takes a year in advance to do. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you really have to plan well in advance, because you guys know we open our registration for breweries yeah. October 1st. That's right, yeah. You know, and tickets are on sale sort of November, December. You know, it all just kind of, it rolls and rolls yeah. and rolls. And I mean, yeah. now, obviously, we're wrapping this year... Uh, spending all the money, yeah. Writing all the checks, paying all the bills, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it really sort of just it rolls over right away. What were you doing before you got into VCBW? <laughs> well, like right before I got into VCBW, I was working. And I hate talking about it, but I was working at a chemical plant. Oh. But I was, uh, 
an account manager for Caustic Soda. So kind of okay. like beer related. Yeah. 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 Fair. <laughs> but like before that, I lived in um, England for okay. eight years in London. Okay. And I was uh, the global exhibitions coordinator for Christie's Auction House. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I was doing fine art logistics. And then right before that, I was working at a record label. So like the ongoing joke with me and my sister is I went from transporting Iron Maiden to transporting Picasso. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Right? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And are you from Vancouver originally? Or? I am. East oh. Van original right here. An East Van original. Yeah. Hey, there you Before go. East Van was cool. <laughs> right? That's great. I mean, it's always been pretty cool. Right? I don't think that's the case. People that live in East I Van there now, now like so. to tell you that. I mean, yeah. it, it was a little scary yeah, yeah, back yeah. then, that's but fair. you know. Yeah. I remember the um, one of the first, actually first VCBWs we did, and I always get my back up against the wall about New West because I'm from here and I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> and But I understand what other people's perception is of the city until they come here. Even Kevin, until you started working for us, you're like, I didn't think it was actually like this. No, it's it, but it's also much different than it was for sure. Like when I was in high school, and yeah, like, Sketchville out here. Yeah, oh, right, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was super sketchy when I grew up here, right? And um, which is probably why I'm so hard. <laughs> I was just gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> I just decided not. <laughs> but uh, but I remember one of the first VCBWs. Um, so we were pretty new. I think it was. It wasn't the Dust Bowl. Um, it was the year after, <laughs> which the Dust Bowl was great uh, because that was our first ever one. But anyways, this this guy comes up to me and he's kind of loaded, and uh, he's like, "Where are you guys? Where are you guys?" And I'm like, "Oh, we're in Westminster." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I've gone through there on the Sky Train, but I've never stopped in." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, well, where are you from?" He's like, "I'm from East Van." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Where were you? Where were you born in East Van?" He's like, "Oh, well, I was." I was born in Cloverdale. I'm like, oh, so you're from fucking Cloverdale. Then. <laughs> Don't tell me that you are from East Vancouver because you decided to move there and it's fucking trendy to tell me that. Oh, yeah. And then give me a hard time because I'm okay to be proud from where I'm from. I was real fired up. Yeah. No and kidding. I think, I think <laughs> I still think, are yeah. a little bit. And I think Brian, uh, who's still working with us today was like, maybe you shouldn't pour beer <laughs> anymore. I would just, cause I think it's too close to the chest for me of like, you know, you get, you get drunk idiots that are just like, oh, I just want the, the high ABV one. And, yeah. and yeah. But I will say that that has actually changed a little bit over the years. It, it for sure has changed. Like it, it used to be the end of the festival surge, you know, you'd just get yeah. the, you know, and it would just be like, give me that one or whatever is pouring or whatever. And I actually even noticed this year, like right before kind of last pour and we was sort of as at the festival, you always sort of say the best thing to have right before last pour is no lineup yeah. because then you just know you can just turn the taps off and Quietly, then, and then yep. you get a few people that come up. My favorite is when you've completely torn down your station and someone's like, you still pour? Warren? And you're like, does it look mm. like I'm boring? And, uh, <laughs> Kevin, these are customers of ours, so please. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, not the, Well, they're not steel note customers. No. They're just other people. Anyways, yeah. but uh, moving on. <laughs> what what festival do you go to that's not a VCB, VCBW joint or something that you put on that you really, really enjoy? It doesn't have to be in Vancouver. Um, I used to really, I, honestly, I haven't been going to a lot of uh, beer events yeah. for, for a while. I kind of, I reached my own event fatigue for yeah. a while there. Um, but I really liked going to the Oregon Brewers Fest. Okay. Down yeah. in Portland. Yeah. I really quite like that one. That's a really neat concept down there with just like one beer per brewery. And yeah. So is it like a one day festival then? No, or? that one I think is five days or something like that. Yeah. They see something sick, that, like, like yeah. 150,000 people go through there or something. And, and each is brewery the one just that's gets like a, sorry to, like, it's like the other one that's sort of like a street party vibe. It's like right on the water. Oh, okay. Um, and they just have this really long row of pouring trailers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. I think there was only one or two Canadian breweries that ever managed to get there. Cool. Um, but I haven't been to that one for a long time either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, they've been, I, I, um, I know, I don't know if it's part of the, the, the week in Portland or if it's their own separate, like, awards night, mm. but I know 
Ben Love from Gigantic was up brewing with us and he was showing me some videos of uh, he was the host of like their Portland Craft Brewers Awards oh, right, yeah. and it was great mm-hmm. like you could just tell that they're just a little bit more I don't want to say dialed in but they've just been doing it longer that For sure, yeah. they take the personalities and Ben's a pretty good yeah. personality yeah. and um, they really work with them right like they, they make it so that you know it's it's really about the people behind the beer and that's what they, they use for advertising right mm-hmm. and he did this whole I think this year he's it's him and the guy from um, oh god they've got the deer on the um, on their logo oh shit I'm not going to be able to remember I'll remember later but anyway we'll edit, we'll edit, we'll edit <laughs> no, it in yeah we'll edit it in later yeah. um, but they um They've got, uh, he's dressed up like he's in the Big Lebowski, right? Which totally makes sense. And he's doing this yeah. whole bit and he's smoking weed. And I'm like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. And it also reminds me of the year that I think Hamish uh, was at Red Truck and he looks like a lumberjack. And so yeah. you guys did the whole lumberjack thing. And I always thought that BCBW <laughs> also did a really good job of like taking the, it's still such a small industry that like we all know who. Who yeah. it is right yeah. and and um, you guys have done a nice job with that of, of taking the personalities behind the beer and, and putting it out there which is funny because a lot of times when you meet a brewer they're pretty introverted yeah yeah, so, absolutely. yeah I was going to say like even this year with like having Nigel sort of be the, the face of I the know. tenure and, the, and those of us that know Nigel he's you know he's fairly, fairly Old Town like, the brewery is called Old Town oh, okay <laughs> alright we'll, yeah. we'll bring it back in yeah. but uh, but anyways but yeah and like but the thing is is the people that are in this industry and are, are interested in it have, have sort of become aware of, of these people that are yeah. behind uh, behind the scenes and, and, and sort of are interested in what, what they're doing and how they're involved in it and stuff too so. and there are definitely a lot of characters in craft beer there that's are. for sure like Kevin Wood sitting beside me <laughs> I'm pretty calm <laughs> If you weren't doing VCBW, what would you be doing? I don't know. I was just talking yesterday about like going and running a bar on a beach somewhere in the tropics. That would be nice. Sounds, yeah. yeah, that sounds pretty yeah, good. I'd that be sounds super really into good. That. Yeah, <laughs> you take nice tropical vacations. I find actually. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I always have FOMO when you're on vacation because it looks like you're having such a nice time. It's been really cool the past couple of years actually because I find working in craft beer. Yeah. Um, no matter where I go, there's craft breweries, right? Yeah. Like yeah. two years ago in Cambodia. I was in, we were in Stan Reap, Stan Reap and I, I thought, oh, let's see if there's any breweries here. And of course, there's like three craft breweries there. Mm-hmm. You walk wow. in, you immediately have a bunch of friends to hang out with because yeah. you're like, let's talk about beer yeah, all yeah. over the place. And it was the same in Costa Rica this year. They've got a really blossoming craft beer scene down cool. there too. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's just crazy. It, it, it's funny. It's like this, like you talk about everybody's so nice once they know you're into craft beer. Yeah. And it is kind of like this cool love language that people yeah. have. And like, I remember we... Um, I took a friend of mine He eloped And didn't tell anybody And he's a really good friend So I was like I took him on a surprise well, Bachelor party um, To New York In uh, This was a couple of years ago And and we went I'd always wanted to go to Tourist mm. And um, So we went there And it was a Saturday night And We had I bought us tickets To see the Knicks Play that night as well And so we're in Brooklyn At Tourist And We're just sitting down And we're talking about The brewery And about Steel and Oak And these three guys Sitting beside us Are like Oh you got have a brewery. I'm like, yeah, we're in the Vancouver area. It's a town called Newsminster. And they're like, oh, what rad. We own this uh, this uh, tap room called Mohawk, Mohawk Tap Room. And it's in upstate New York. He's like, we're just down for the for the weekend checking things out and checking some breweries out to bring in. And uh, he's like, 
we can't send you away without giving you some beer. Of course. And, and so yeah. I'm like, best part. And yeah. so all I'm thinking about is logistically, like we came with carry on. I'm like, how the sh- how the hell am I going to get yeah, all this yeah, beer back? Yeah. Anyways, this guy opens the back of his Honda Civic, and he is like the <laughs> drug dealer of beer. He's got everything, stuff I'd never heard of, and he's like, oh, you got to get some some of this and some of that and some threes and here you go. And so my buddy Scott and I have got these ar- this arm armfuls of beer. And we're like, we got to get to the Knicks game. And so we get a cab and it's Saturday night and the cab's taking forever. And I'm like, we got to go to our hotel to drop this beer off. We can't. There was a part of me was like, do we just leave this beer in the cab? Like, we need to get to the game. The tickets were expensive. Anyways, we finally get home or back to a hotel, drop the beer off because I didn't want to waste it. Ran to the Knicks game and the tickets and they weren't even good tickets. They were up uh, up top, but they were 300 bucks a piece. And we got there and it was two minutes into the fourth quarter. And so, but the beer was really good. It was worth it. And nothing broke on the way home. But then I had to buy a suitcase to get all this beer home. And um, anyways, it was great. But it it was just, it was the typical like beer story where you're just sitting there and then you meet somebody and and you start talking about beer and then you're friends. Yeah, exactly. I found like when when I travel, like uh, my wife and I have done a a handful of road trips and Mm. usually the first stop. After when we get to the the next stop is to stop at a brewery. I mean, a because it's nice to after you've been driving for five, six, seven hours or whatever it is, you know, to have a beer and yeah, relax. But then we also found it was that was where you asked what what's going on in the city, you know, and like so you talk to these people yeah. and you know where where should we go eat, where should we go hang out, and I found like once you start talking to those people, they're just like all they want to do is make sure you're gonna have the best time when you're in their town because there's like this there's this really cool link of like craft breweries to the town that they're. In. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think like, you know, I think that's part of sort of, I think that maybe the strength of what comes to VCBW as well, of just like the strength of the Vancouver beer community. And you guys have been able to yeah. kind of grow that as well. So, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, we're so focused on community, right? I, I particularly love our brew day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Like inviting all of the breweries in the province. If I have everybody's contact info is always a question because there's so many breweries <laughs> yeah. open. But people always get invited by proxy anyways. Like, you know, people well, to brew day. Everybody yeah. gets to come. Yeah. But even if you didn't have their contacts, I'm sure they'd find out about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I suppose yeah. so. But I do. I mean, like we definitely had a few people this year that were like, we didn't get an invite. I'm yeah. like, hey, have you reached out to <laughs> yeah. tell me that you exist yet? Yeah. Guys? yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it, that is really, an, I mean, I know we were fortunate enough to have it here. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I was thinking about it coming down to do the podcast um, because we have tanks all along that wall now and there's no way we'd be able to fit anybody in here anymore. Oh, crazy. But in those days, it was just an empty wall. And um, and I just remember like standing back and being like, this is so fucking cool. There's Gary Lowens in my yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the brewery and like all these all these legends, right? That like, you know, if you're in the Vancouver scene, you you know, it, it's... And and now I'd like to call Gary a friend, you know, yeah. which is he'd probably say differently. He's like, so who's who, that? Who, who, who are you? <laughs> no, no, no. Gary's he was pretty. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. yeah, and but it was just like such a it's such a unique thing, and I, I compare that to with like the BC Beer Awards. Another great example. Mm-hmm. It's like there are a few opportunities that in the early days we always to hang out because we all just ran tasting room businesses. So like you had a lot of time, but now we're all trying to run wholesale as well, and yeah. so we don't see each other as much. And so it's just a nice opportunity to get together and be like, hey. How are things? Good. Okay, great. That's. I'm glad to see you're doing well and just catch up, right? Yeah. 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 The one at Four Winds was crazy. You're gonna have to keep finding bigger, bigger, and bigger and bigger breweries right? to host <laughs> so them. So crazy. That was great. That I mean, like with this, with when we had it here as well, and with Four Winds this year, that we were able to do some spill out into the parking lot. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it was the same at 
backcountry, backcountry last year too. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. I really liked going up there too. I mean, I thought that was a great excuse for everybody. I think yeah. a lot of people wanted to go check out their brewery. Sure. So yeah, no, it was it was awesome, and I mean, it um, it was just because you don't know how many people are going to go to Squamish. Yep. And then when you go there and you're like, oh, there's a lot of people here. This is this is wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. So do you guys have a brewery? You don't have to tell me, but you have a brewery lined up already for next year? No, not yet. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be part of the talks on the weekend. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And I'm sure it's something that everybody will always... Has anybody ever turned it down? No, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until something gets broken. I mean, I don't think so. To be honest, um, I wasn't involved in any of the collaboration beers up until the year we did it with you guys. That oh, was really? my first year actually having any involvement in it. And then I kind of took it over so it didn't die. Because yeah. mm-hmm. certain people in our, in our group were trying to kill it. Oh really? Yeah, because yeah. you know it can be a lot of work, right? Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I remember um, we tried to go rogue with the with the label design, yeah. and you had to bring us back. You're like, it has to look <laughs> like my. Like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you let the design looks. The design this year was rad. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. The well, I mean, like yeah. having working with you guys and having it be like a, a design that incorporated everybody Everything. and yeah. not just having it look like VCBW but having it kind of look like all the people that were involved was mm-hmm. really cool that was the first time we did that and that's carried on because I do like it should look like the brewery that's making it as well as a bit of VCBW thrown in right yeah, yeah. is there a moment where you just stand back for a second like during all the chaos and they're just like yes this is why we do it Oh, I have that. It's generally Saturday in the Secret Garden at the festival. That's such a good location. You know, you kind of go up on the hill and you're looking out over everything, yeah, yeah. surveying the land. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like all these people dancing their butts off. And yeah, yes, those are the moments for sure. And I mean, brew day as well. And we're standing up top at Four Winds, you know, yeah. during our little yeah. thank you to everybody and talking about what was going to happen with the beer and stuff. You know, that's one of those moments as well where you see all these, like you're saying, legends and, yeah. you know, people who built this community and then like brand new people that you don't necessarily even mm-hmm. recognize yet, yeah. but you know, you're going to be seeing a lot more yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, those are definitely the moments. Yeah. The, I have a, a, um, an idea for the Secret Garden because it's such a cool spot. Mm. And we were lucky enough to be in there once. And I'm like, oh, I always want to be here. <laughs> it's charge breweries extra money to be up there and rope it off like a VIP area and charge customers <laughs> cover to get in too. Wow. And I think that's, that's exclusive. That's a, I think that's the ticket to me. Yeah, exclusive. It's exactly what the craft beer industry kind of go for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, super. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe it flies in the face of what we're about. Yeah, but maybe. It's such a, it is, and you know what? The, um, the year that we were up there, which was the collab year, mm. Um, that was like, I remember like the sun had come out and it was, uh, who's the dude that, uh, Mark Woodyard. Yeah. And yeah. he was just crushing it and people were dancing and I'm like, this is, this is great. It yeah. was awesome. I mean, we were near the secret garden this year. Yeah. Just, yeah, you were. Just, you could feel yeah. the fun. You could, yeah, <laughs> you could feel, you could see it just over sort there. Sort of coming in waves over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually went through this year and I was like, who's been in there before and who hasn't right. been yeah, there? Yeah, I've tried yeah, to like, yeah. with my Excel spreadsheet and locations for previous years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, make it There's fair as possible. Yeah, a couple of breweries. Apparently, I end up always putting beside each other in the same area without realizing it. So, well, it's, it's going to happen. Breweries, yeah, yeah. So, speaking of breweries being put together, are you one of those festivals that always puts those guys from Brewers Row all together? Not anymore. Oh, good. Yeah. Stop I, that. They requested that the year that they did the collab. Like, yeah. And I always put the collaboration breweries beside each other, fair right? Enough, yeah. Because it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so they requested that, and I, you know, for sure, I did that for a couple of years. Yeah. And then everybody is like, so can we have our neighborhood together, too? And, you know, you just, you can't do it. Cause no. then, I mean, I'm very specific. 
in particular about the way I organize the breweries at the festival. You know, because you have to have what I call an anchor tenant. You know, we notice like, it when we look at it. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at the schematics, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, like, you need to have a brewery that's pretty popular by a brewery that maybe nobody knows very much about. And, you yeah. know, so maybe if there's a lineup for one, yeah, there'll be no lineup at the other one, and people will go and check that brewery out. For sure. That just totally reminded me of the year that I, was it, it was you guys in Four Winds? Well, that the caused year that the, yeah, giant oh the, the crisscross the crisscross <laughs> yeah. cause like I think that was the first P&E year oh my yeah. god I yeah. think it was too yeah. yeah cause that was our busiest year I remember I was I and I told the story uh, when Chris was on on the show that like that was a, that VCBW um, like I remember taking videos of how long our lineup was and I'm like we're the fucking coolest <laughs> and then uh, we went to the Great Canadian Beer Festival in Victoria and we were talking about how Islanders really support island breweries yeah. and our breweries set up right in front of the gates and like they're, get, they're almost gonna like you know release the hounds and everybody's coming I'm like here we go let's get that lineup going and everybody just like runs past us to swans and fucking spinnakers and because they, they all support their island breweries so first funny. right yeah. I was gonna yeah. say when you told that last time I wanted to it reminded me of that video <laughs> that circulated for years of like that like the, the softball coach I don't know if you ever saw it. it's like a girls like softball team and they win the championship and the coach is like there with his hands up and every single kid just runs right past him <laughs> and he's just like it's right when you said when you were explaining it uh, that's I was picturing you yeah. being that guy yeah. <laughs> but it's great like there's always like I don't know it's, it's neat that VCBW give, VCBW gives that opportunity to like a brewery mm. right and normally it's the newer ones right like I'm, I bet you I mean House of Funk would have been really busy this year and <laughs> they, yeah they were the, yeah <laughs> understatement and a slushy machine yeah. yeah the beer slushy that was the yeah, yeah. Was crazy and which is it's awesome because it's an industry of um, like it is a bit of like what have you done for me lately type you know, it's that. So it's Janet Jackson's industry. Yes, it's yeah. Janet. It's the Janet Jackson. <laughs> um, but it's it's you know it's people want what's new and and what they haven't had before, right? Yeah. Going back to you know that a lot of these these you know the customers that go to VCBW can also come to Steel and Oak anytime they want, mm. and they can find our beer in most places. So I think it's it's um, there's no better feeling than having a long lineup and you're like this is great, yeah. right? It's like what Fuggles and Warlock feels like all the time at their festivals because <laughs> they always have big festival lineups. They do, yeah. They're like they're I don't know what they're some, you know some what sort I of swear festival. to I swear they do. I think they slope they they pour slower than everybody. I else. mean I will say yeah, like maybe. I mean Brian and I also talk. We talk about we're pretty efficient team at those festivals. It's just so efficiency. That's why. Yeah, we're like we just get that line moving. I yeah. mean, it, maybe we like, should. Don't be, talk to me. Yeah, we're just pouring <laughs> beer. I mean, we still talk. Brian talks too. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, Brian works pretty much well, the, whole time, just, the whole time. The whole time, just waving his hair, waving, waving his, hair, his hair, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely. We were talking about this the other day. Like, he's a pretty good mascot for 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 Steel and Oak because yeah. everybody seems to know who he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is wonderful. Yeah. So they probably just come to the booth to see Brian. I smell his hair. It, it always smells great. <laughs> It, it does. really does. Yeah. Yeah. You can smell it from a distance, so you don't even have to get up close. Uh, yeah. Anyways, moving on again. What do you like the least about event management and what you do? The admin. Yeah? I am one of those crazy people who loves it when shit goes sideways. Like, that's why oh, I like yeah. running events. I like when everything, it's like the house is burning down. It's just the rush of it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like I like solving problems and being able to just see my way through stuff. Yeah. It's the sitting around and building spreadsheets and bleh, all that admin <laughs> stuff. It's the worst for me. Yeah. But, yeah, I love it when stuff goes sideways. <laughs> Is that... I have a question to ask about advice to other people that are looking yeah. to try and do... You know, we see a lot of newbies actually doing festivals these days. Mm -hmm. um, what would be your main 
piece of advice to somebody that's like, we want to do a big beer festival. We've talked about it at Steel and Oak for a while, like yeah. doing our own like invitational beer fest. And then you start looking at the details and it just seems so daunting. You're like, fuck, this is somebody's full-time job. We can't, mm-hmm. you know, at the scale that we would like to do it at anyways. So um, my main advice would be to uh, hire me yes. as a consultant. That's a, good, that's a great start. For <laughs> this advice. episode of Beer Life has been brought to you. By, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, honestly, there's so many. I didn't know what the hell I was doing in the beginning. I've yeah. never even been to a beer festival. I was living in England for eight years drinking cider. I hadn't even been drinking a lot of beer. I did drink a lot of craft beer before I left. Yeah. But I didn't really like English beer very much. That mm. whole sort of cask situation, which yeah. has never Warm. really been. Yeah, cellar temperature. Old yeah. man beer, we used to call it. <laughs> right? It smells yeah. like, a, like an old cardigan yeah. or something. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I learned everything was trial by fire. It was crazy. I mean, like you were talking about, Kevin, you volunteered with VCBW yeah. a long time ago, right? Yeah, for sure. And literally, I didn't even realize that I needed a volunteer manager that first time at the at the yeah. armory, you know? Oh, so you have somebody that just manages the volunteers. Oh, yeah. Like how, does this, how does this structure work then? I'm sure this will be good advice anyways, because I don't think people appreciate how many moving parts there probably is. But how would like mm. the event structure work? That's a that's a big question. The event structure, like, like it's you, and then there's a volunteer manager, and then there's probably for VCBW, like how many volunteers, like who's yeah. I mean, we have I think we have about 100, 150 volunteers wow. or more um, overall, and then we had this year we had a staff of about sixty or seventy. Um, you know, because we have like the whole beer warehousing team. Yeah. And then I have uh, Karen, who is like the festival coordinator. So she kind of pulls things out of my brain and yeah. puts them onto pieces of paper. Yeah. yeah. So it's like she last year did this brilliant thing where she created a day sheet. Oh, okay. Just from talking to me, like yeah. what needs to be done? And I'd be like, just yeah. going through my brain and this and oh yeah, that too. And, you know, she'd make a, a sheet and put it up on a wall so yeah. that everybody knew the next thing that had to be done. And if it didn't get done that day, it got put onto the next days. Right. And, you know, so that sort of knowing what needs to be done and actually tracking it and mm-hmm. having it outside of my brain has yeah. been a, a, a big improvement for yeah. us, let's say. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, so, and I had cut you off. So outside of hiring you, mm-hmm. what would be the next, what would be the biggest piece of advice to like go to a lot of other events and see what they're doing see what like you think you might do differently or what's working what's not working I mean that's uh, for us it's been a definitely like I said trial by fire and you figure out really quickly when things aren't working Mm -hmm. you know what what, was there a moment where you're like oh fuck like we had potty gate a couple years ago I call it was that when where that was at the peony okay and it was super was it super hot out that day so people were drinking way more and I don't even think I changed the number of bathrooms, but maybe more people showed up or they were drinking so much they needed to pee more. Yeah. But we had people climbing over the fences to like go and pee Jeez. outside of the festival because the lineups for the washrooms so were so long, yeah. you know, and the guideline for one washroom for every hundred people or whatever it is for Vancouver Coastal Health. Well, that's just not enough. Right. No. Right. Yeah. You know, and you sometimes learn these things the hard way. I remember being at a festival in the interior and that mm. was the case where it was like, they, there was just people would just go into the back alley and it was surrounded by houses yeah. and pee in the alley and I remember the next year there was like a memo that went out that said please do not pee in the neighbor's <laughs> yeah. yards and um, but yeah it's one of those things we I'm always super aware of it because mm-hmm. um, uh, there's no worse feeling than having to go pee yeah. and not being able to go oh, totally. and so I know when we do our anniversary party I think we always overdo it on the the portable toilets just to make or, sure uh, just saying the one for 100 people has got me 
rethinking it a little bit now. But How many yeah. do we have coming for the party? Uh, Not that we need to talk shop. <laughs> we have six. Oh, we should get more we than that. Maybe get more. But we'll 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 deal with that. I'm glad you know, we're if you doing want this to, now. we can talk washrooms after if you want. Sure. Yeah, we'll sit down and talk about our anniversary <laughs> party a little bit after this. <laughs> um, why do breweries keep getting kicked out of the? Fa- I oh we saw it again, right? Yeah. Like, can you explain the rules that you always clearly lay out for everybody, and then how <laughs> breweries break them? It. This is the thing that makes me insane. I mean. I've been told that I'm a little tougher than the other festivals about some of these rules and stuff. But I mean, for me, it's my full-time job. If our festival, if we get a liquor inspector that's in a slightly bad mood and decides that because they spotted someone drinking behind their booth or whatever, that they want to shut down the festival, they can. They can just shut the doors right then. You Mm -hmm. know, it's a minimum $10,000 fine, or they can literally pull your liquor license. Yeah. You know, like, it's not fucking around, really. Like, it's, it's my livelihood. It's our small business. Yeah. And I mean, what is it that you can't go five hours without having a drink when you work in beer? Yeah. yeah. Like this is, makes my brain explode. You know, yeah. work one day, drink the next day. Yeah. It's not, I don't, I don't get it. It's just, it doesn't seem like it's that hard. No. no. I know we're all pretty much functioning alcoholics in this industry, but I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's funny you say functioning alcoholics because I, um, would, uh, the day that we're recording this, it was Father's Day on the weekend, and and uh, I have a three-year-old, and my wife had got him to answer all these questions like cute kids do. He's like, oh, my dad's six years old, and he's as tall as a tree. <laughs> and then it got to this this part, like, what is daddy like? He likes beer. And then, uh, if I could give dad anything in the world, what would it be? More beer. And so, I'm posting this stuff on social media, and my, my a good friend of mine, who lives in San Francisco now, he's like, what a nice way to say that you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't the case. I actually drink less now than I think I ever have. I think all of us probably do. Yeah. Like, well, and it's funny when you're saying, talking about this brewers being kicked out for not being able to drink. Like, now as someone who have worked festivals for, for years, like, I... I don't even it doesn't even cross my mind anymore and yeah. I'd almost rather I'd rather not I'd rather just work be done and then have a beer after yeah exactly like, and actually sit down and enjoy it you know like it yeah I don't. thinking back to that year I think it was the Dust Bowl when you guys launched Smoked Half yeah. at our festival I mean back, I think about me back then when I had literally no idea and mm-hmm. I was walking around with a big glass of beer <laughs> yeah. everybody else had these little taster mugs and I had my like solo cup of beer and everyone's <laughs> like how did you get that I'm like it's my party yeah. oh my god how things have changed right, right? and now I, mean, you're I play by talkies. my own rules 100% of yeah. the time yeah, right yeah. I, you know you got to lead by example and all that mm-hmm. yeah but yeah but I remember that too like thinking because the, the rules were more relaxed or at least they weren't as well enforced mm-hmm. yeah. in the early mm-hmm. days yeah, that's what it was and because I think you know, We got nailed because um, one of our, our, our staff was uh, changed a keg over mm. on a line and wanted to pour the, pour the line out and wanted to sample that it was dark lager. I remember even the beer and to make sure that it was pouring okay. Mm-hmm. And as he was sampling that dark lager behind the tasting room bar, a liquor inspector came in training a new person oh, and, oh. and which was just shitty timing. And our liquor inspector is actually great. And he's like, I get it. He's like, but I'm okay. training. I'm training somebody. He's like, I can't. 
I can't yeah. not sit you down and have a talk about it, right? Yeah. yeah. So this like this drives me crazy too because it's like you have to quality control product, right? That's yeah. why we came up with this uh, red, red tape, red tape yeah. on the cup. So like generally speaking, you shouldn't have a full one, right? Right. And that's the cup that you use so that it is clear to the liquor inspectors who still don't necessarily like we don't really have a, a an actual agreement on how to yeah. do it. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make it the most obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is like don't stand behind your booth come out with the cup yeah yeah you know, so that it's very easy to see that that's what you're doing you just changed a keg you're doing your quality control yeah. you know like you're not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes yeah but, but yeah i mean like because you have to quality control stuff i mean people who are listening to this obviously know probably a lot about beer but when i got into vcbw i didn't know what beer faults were until yeah. i went to beer school right. you know like i didn't realize that there was some beer that i didn't like because it was actually bad yeah you know <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think too, with especially at festivals, right? Like if if I can't remember how VCBW does it, but you know some of the fests we leave the kegs, it'll, the kegs will sit there overnight. And yeah, no, we don't do that. Yeah, and the um, and the line might get warm, so you, you do pour it out and you yeah. want to make sure it tastes good. But yeah. I also like to think that most liquor inspectors, at least that we've had to deal with, are very reasonable. With you know, if you're sampling outside and doing quality control, it's not a big deal. It's just yeah. I know, like I've been to not only just you know your festival, but some other festivals where like there have been people getting wasted behind the booth, yeah. and then they're shocked when they get kicked out yeah and that uh, that part i mean that just is i mean ignorance on the part of the those people and and, you know i just you said i mean being your livelihood being the festival i mean but that's all of our livelihood too like not just at your festival but here like you follow those rules at the brewery because yeah if you're if you're caught doing something that you're not supposed to do at the brewery then the brewery gets shut down or gets closed or whatever and so yeah it's like if you wouldn't do it at your work don't do it at mine no when you're still representing the brewery like they're they're still working like yeah right and it just looks bad on i uh we have um one of our newer guys a Quantlin student in the back He's great, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to VCBW on the Saturday. But he's like, it's a buddy's birthday, so we're going to be drinking beforehand. He's like, man, I hope I'm not too wasted. And I'm like, don't wear a Steel and Oak shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, wear a different shirt. Yeah. And, and as much as I normally love you to represent the brand, like, don't. I remember we were at, um, uh, <laughs> Kevin wasn't there because Kev was on uh, paternity leave, but we were at the Great Canadian Beer Festival in Victoria last year, and um, my business partner, Jamie, was there. And... Um, my business partner from time to time, and he'll have no trouble with me saying this. He likes to partake (laughs) and we're at the festival and nobody's smoking weed, but him and and a couple of other staff are sitting on this like little grassy knoll off on the side. And, um, and somebody has like a weed pen and like, they're like basically comparing weed pens and some overzealous security guard comes over and, I'm having a conversation. I don't even know this is going on at the time. I'm having a conversation with Mike and Lee that own the Drake. And all of a sudden, I can hear this commotion. And there's these security guards surrounding four fucking guys wearing steel and oak t-shirts. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Christ. And, oh, no. um, and they, these guys were waiting. No one was actually, like, no one was smoking. No one was, you know, it, 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 was, it was fine. Um, but they, like, made them go up to the top. And they were just doing their jobs. But every once in a while, you get a guy that's like, oh, yeah. I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Yeah. A moment of glory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I, I remembered, I was like, I got to make a mental note that if we're participating and we're bringing people to the festival and they're 
enjoying beer that day that wear a different, wear a different t-shirt, t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well wasn't that I thought there was some new like new liquor policy or something uh, where you, if you work for a brewery and you're attending a festival you're supposedly not supposed to be wearing a shirt because you're then representing the brewery I think it's just uh, it's potentially a checklist that's that's uh, being talked about okay. I don't know that it's a, a thing that's actually happened yeah. I know that there was a little bit of trying to enforce that in Victoria yeah I yeah. think I remember but, um, like I, my understanding is that that is going to be a little bit more relaxed right it has well, to be because yeah. I mean that my immediate reaction was so I can't let anyone into the festival who's wearing a brewery, a brewery shirt yeah, yeah. I mean because you can't ask every single person if they work for that brewery well even the attendees though because yeah. how do you yeah, like, like, yeah that's what yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, you can't be like yeah. do you work that and if you know so people, it's just, people it's are crazy. always shocked though when you see some people are still shocked when they see somebody wearing a steel and oak t-shirt and they're like oh do you work for the brewery and we're like no we, we sell a lot of t-shirts yeah. like, there's a lot of people <laughs> well the amount of times you get asked do you think do you does that person ask yeah. every Everyone they see yeah. is wearing one of those shirts. I remember we got an angry phone call once to the brewery. Um, and there was this, and I remember I was out for a hike with my business partner. I wasn't even at the brewery. And one of our taste room staff called and she's, she said, hey, Jordan, uh, there's a guy that called. He's super angry. I guess one of our delivery drivers cut him off. And uh, he almost ran his motorcycle into, um, into the bush or whatever. Uh, can you give him a call? So I gave him a call and he's just laying into me. He's like, eh, fucking guy cut me off. And he's like, I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm like, so we have, we only had one delivery driver at the time mm-hmm. and we had, two sales guys and they both had different color cars so I'm trying to figure out who I have to like reprimand I'm like well what color car was it and he's like it was a blue truck and I'm like well nobody that works for us has a blue truck and I'm like did it say steel and oak on he's like no but the guy driving it had a steel and oak t-shirt on and I was like oh man I'm like we sold 40 of those t-shirts this month I'm like look I'm like I'm sorry that you got cut off but it's not one of my guys like it's it's somebody customer it's a customer with a steel and oak t-shirt and he just didn't want to hear it and I was like you know like it's if you saw somebody wearing a Budweiser (laughs) t-shirt would you be like oh that guy from Budweiser (laughs) you wouldn't say that right and so I don't know why it's you know it's calling up HQ right yeah yeah this Budweiser guy cut me off um I wanted to ask because you've been doing you've always been really heavily involved in beer with the the festival industry. Have you ever thought about working for a brewery or in in that vein or has it always been like a nice way to kind of separate yourself from actually working for one company and being able to kind of do your own thing or, or you know I'm sure you've been approached by a brewery here and there and say can you I haven't really actually um, do you want Kevin's job <laughs> hey I'm just joking I thought hey. that's what I was just thinking I was like wait like, what's happening here what's going on <laughs> yeah, he no, didn't I, order enough bathrooms so apparently we need somebody <laughs> to organize better <laughs> no uh, you know people often say well when's VCBW opening a brewery and I'm like mm, no thank yeah. you <laughs> never yeah. um, but I don't know I think like uh, I, because I had a full-time job for so long and then all of a sudden VCBW flipped into a full-time job mm-hmm it's just never even a thing that came up. When it's a full-time job with flexibility too, right? I guess, yeah. which is, so it's which, like, we, like being able to go away for six weeks in the winter. Yeah. It, it's always, it would, <laughs> it would be impossible to ever give that up. Right. A little. Yeah. yeah. Unless you had the same racket with, with somebody else. Right. Yeah. Like I want this, but I need six weeks off at the same time. In a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you see yourself doing VCBW for another 10 years? Oh, who knows, man. I think about that all the time. I'm like, 
see myself being an 85 year old woman with my walker and my beer right. trying to throw a party that would be dancing awesome. in the secret garden but the whole secret garden is just a bunch of people in their 80s because we all <laughs> everybody become, else exactly. has become privatized everybody else is just drinking nude soda that's younger than us and so we're all in there yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know I mean it's definitely a it can be a stressful hard slog it's yeah. you know definitely still labor of love at times but uh, yeah I don't know it's events is a it's a I don't know. Let's just say I don't know. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, yeah. ideally, right? If yeah. it keeps if it keeps working out, then yeah. Do you think that craft beer in BC right now is in a really healthy spot, or do you think it has, you know, room to grow, or do you think that there's um, that the landscape's going to look different in the next, you know, five years? Well, I mean, my sort of soundbite is always as long as someone's got big beer in their hand, there's room for more small beer. Yeah. Right. right? And I mean. I know that that's not necessarily the case from a brewery perspective. It's not that we can have 5 million events and not have other events be hurt by it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of a, it's a bit of a loaded question. I mean, you look at, you look at places like Seattle and Portland, Yeah. you know, and there's mm-hmm. so much beer down there. Mm-hmm. So you think, how can there not be room for more here? Yeah, like, for sure. And the same populated, basically mm-hmm. the same population. And I know there's breweries that now, like in, in Oregon anyways, that are starting to go under, which, yeah. you know, I mean, you're going to see that in any, any industry, but I always feel like there's as long as the beer is good there's there's room yeah, right that's yeah. the thing as long as people are making quality yeah i think the market we talk about this all the time is the you know the market still is going to probably shift harder to to more um neighborhood breweries that yeah. you know that don't rely upon wholesale too heavily well, i was thinking about that when uh, people were talking about uh i did an interview during the festival with some I think it was Fairchild and they were asking about uh, BC's craft beer scene and was it the biggest in Canada or the fastest growing and in my head it's the biggest but if you look at Quebec Right. Yeah. And like that whole concept of neighborhood breweries, right. you know, like walking down the streets of Montreal and there's just these little tiny hole in a wall places that are all these amazing breweries, yeah. you know, and they don't do any, any sales outside of the brewery. They like it's just what they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know it, it, I think it's, it's, um, I know for us, like we came up in the time where, you know, we kind of, the boom was starting and, and we caught that wave and so that was just what you you did is yeah. like we were tasting room only for the first bit and then we'd always have people being like can we get you in our liquor store can we get you in our liquor store mm-hmm. and uh, so we just kind of rolled with it but I think now if I was opening a brewery again I would based on the the, the, the fact that there's finite liquor stores in Vancouver yeah. that um, you know maybe do it a bit differently but um but I, I don't know. And things could change in another five years, right? You mm-hmm. just have no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you th- think about in the liquor stores, how much shelf space is still taken up by big beer, but yeah. how much craft beer has grown. Yeah. It's gone from like one little tiny bit yeah. of the end of a well, row. And you notice it too, depending on where you are. Like I've noticed, you know, living in Vancouver in East Van and, you know, you go to the, the liquor stores there and the craft section is massive. It probably mm-hmm. is possibly bigger than um, the domestic beer. But then, you know, I grew up in White Rock and you go to White Rock liquor store and it's still a whole wall of, of big beer mm-hmm. and then one single cooler yeah. um, of craft. So it, it has a little bit to do with sort of where you are, but I mean, and then that, like you said, that's part of it is that there, there must then still be room mm-hmm. to yeah. grow, right? Well, which is why I think like a, a festival like VCBW is still super relevant and important, obviously, because you guys have this reach where you're able to, to market to a broader audience to bring mm-hmm. people in to try. It's like a nice entry point into, yeah. hey, what do you guys want to do this weekend? Oh, there's this beer festival. We should check it out. Yeah. And you convert your, your buddy that drinks Alexander Keith's into something else. And right? well, that's exactly. We, yeah. we, uh, I mean, we started out 
you know, started and fueled by beer nerds, which yeah. we all were mm-hmm. and yeah. are, right? Yeah. yeah. But it went from recognizing every single person at every single event to yeah. really like you're just seeing new faces all yeah. the time. And we really sort of changed our end game from being the place for fellow beer nerds to come and have beer yeah. to this like conversion engine. Yeah. You know, and yeah. getting more people drinking craft beer and realizing it's not just necessarily this big hoppy IPA. Yeah. yeah. But you know, there's stuff for everybody. Yeah. There's a if you want a lager, there's lager. You know, yeah. you don't necessarily have to drink any of the biggies. Well, yeah. I think too is like I know as as we've grown um, at Steel and Oak, like you realize that that the the beer nerd market in Vancouver is still not that big. Mm. It's like it's big comparatively to other communities for sure, but but I think we're super hypersensitive to it because we're so involved in it in the day to day. And you know there becomes a point where you're right. We got to talk to a broader audience, right? And and I think VCBW does a nice job for. for to, you know, of that, right? And we yeah. always get new people coming by the booth that maybe have heard of Steel and Oak, but probably have never yeah. been to the tasting room before. And well, yeah. I'd, I'd say we get, we get, but we get more people who are like, oh, like, where are you guys located? Like, more people, and, and you know, this isn't meant to sound like, oh, nobody knows who we are, but that, that audience is sort of just there to discover and so they they mm-hmm. have our beer they go oh this is great like where are you guys and then you know we're able to then sort of and then hopefully that person is going to come to the brewery and so it, so for us you know it is that opportunity to market and promote ourselves to that that broader audience mm-hmm. and and i know myself volunteering for years now working um the festival for years as well as as like you said the demographic has changed so much yeah. you know like you said it's it's 50 50 male female the age range is massive i mean it's, yeah. it's and we and i think you mentioned this on an earlier podcast of just even like seeing 19 year olds who yeah. are coming into the taste room and spending money on our beer that is yeah. more expensive than you know domestic beer but because it's better quality it's the same idea at the festival i mean you've got like you know and this is another thing sometimes you're at the festival you're looking at somebody you're like this is pretty, yeah, well, you know, they must, they must be, yeah, but, exactly. um, but you're wondering like, I, I don't know when I know when I was 19, I mean, they're also, when I was 19, there wasn't things like VCBW, but, um, I was probably not going to them cause I was drinking, you know, cans of wildcat or whatever. Wildcat? Yeah. It was camping oh, beer. Camping beer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was oh. strong. That was strong yeah. beer. I remember that beer. <laughs> I was a different person back then. That's such a white rock thing for you to do. I'm joking. Don't keep on our beer white rocks <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing white rocks got breweries now like you know yeah. like the, yeah. everybody you know, does everybody does yeah it's crazy and it, it's i don't know it's just changing and i think yeah again bcbw i think has had a lot to do with uh with that that broadening of sort of who drinks craft beer so yeah okay so one last question mm. if you could give kevin some advice <laughs> on running our anniversary party what would it be <laughs> more bathrooms <laughs> well i already got that part i got more bathrooms yeah. more bathrooms perfect i think the rest i got covered i mean there's only one way to find out right it's true he's I mean, gotta do it want, should we have leah attend as sort of uh she can kind of just oversee and you know let the me overseer know. I mean, give, yeah. you, give you some notes i mean i don't know Wouldn't you know i would maybe. say you know like find a bunch of copies of yourself to volunteer that's, no. a, that's a challenge, usually. <laughs> I mean, staff's okay this year, I yeah. think. We should be good as long as our lines don't cross, right? We, yeah. we had crossing lines last so, year, and that was what we were definitely... Yeah. I think we've... I mean, again, you know, I will knock on wood and say I think I've sorted out the things that were issues before. I'm if, sure you have. I mean... The sandwich, that beer throwdown, yeah. and all. I've been you've running got, you've successful got practice. events for years, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> well, if not, uh, we'll definitely have you back next year to run the anniversary party. <laughs> okay, perfect. <Deal. laughs> That's a lot of pressure. All right, I want to say thank you to my guest today, Leah Hennigan. 
This is Beer Life with Jordan Foss. 